0: You're listening to Charlottesville Connected, a podcast that gives you a chance to listen, learn,
1: and be inspired by those making a difference in our community. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to an episode of the Charlottesville Connected Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Cochran. Today we're happy to welcome Jesse Dizon to the show. Jesse is the co-owner of Little Manila Food Truck. Jesse, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're excited to have you. So, I just wanted to kind of jump in. Tell me, I oh, wonder if you could tell me in the audience a little bit about the f- history of the food truck, and how long you guys have been around, around and what you were doing before you opened this Little Manila Food Truck.
0: Yeah, so we started our business in 2012. My husband, who is originally from the Philippines, moved here when he was 12 years old with his family grew up here in Charlottesville. I grew up here in Charlottesville. So we're both from here. We love this town. <laughs> but we started selling our lumpia, which is our egg rolls at the Charlottesville City Market. In 2012, we started a stand there and then just slowly grew from there. I think it was about a year and a half later, we bought our first truck and just started doing more festivals, parking at wineries, breweries around town and then different office buildings. I'm going
1: to just go from there. Okay. That's great. So how does this food truck I mean it's become pretty popular. You see you're seeing them more and more and there's, you know, shows about food truck races and all that sort of thing. Walk me through how that whole process works. Like do you get a phone call saying, "Hey, can you guys come out here?" or do you look for certain businesses that like wineries that you go to regularly. And then just, I'm just thinking how hard it would be to know how to stock the truck and how much stuff to have and, and that sort of thing. So how does, how does that all work? How do you figure out where you're going and how many people you're serving?
0: So in the beginning it was kind of, it it was a little bit of a process learning how to do that, but food trucks have become so popular in Charlottesville We just started having people reach out to us more and more. So really, it wasn't that difficult once that started. But then there were certain festivals we always wanted to get into. So you got to make sure that you can get in there um, fast before all of their slots fill up. But a lot of the wineries are reaching out to local food trucks, trying to schedule them. We also have like a little group of food trucks, where we call it our little food truck family. (laughs) We reach out to each other. We're like, Hey, have you been here before? You might want to try it or, you know, just suggesting referring each other to different places. And as far as keeping up with the supplies, I mean, my husband has just been doing it for so long now. He just knows, he just kind of knows how much he needs to buy. He just goes and restocks as needed.
1: (laughs) So does he, um, How many people are on the food truck? Like when you go to, you know, you go to a vineyard for the weekend or for, you know, the evening, is it just, is he the one cooking? Is he the chef? And how many people are helping him? Yeah.
0: So it's usually him and one other person. We have one of our titos is our uncle who helps him. And then also one of our cousins, she helps him as well. So it's usually just him and one other person.
1: Okay. And he's cooking. It just seems like it would be... A fun way to just meet lots of people and get out and do something that you really love doing. And oh yeah, sounds like a neat. Oh yeah,
0: he, yeah. he loves it. He's so when he made that switch because he used to be in banking for a very long. Time. Oh wow, uh, he was in banking for about I want to say eight years, and he just decided to make the switch one day after doing the market, the Charlottesville City Market for a couple of years, and he just said, "I quit my full time job and just do the food truck." So. <laughs>
1: Well, that's a little scare <laughs> exciting, and scary yeah. at the same time. How did that conversation go? Yeah,
0: I, w- I was totally supportive of him. I mean, I I had a full time job as well, so we had you know my income to fall back on during that time, and it was it was a little bit of a process getting started and really building his revenue. But I mean, it it, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that's great. Yeah. Is this something he's always? Wanted to do or just sort of realized this was a passion after starting at the city market? Or
0: So food has always been a passion for him. Growing up Filipino, you learn to love and, and just have an appreciation for food. Filipinos are very, very generous people, especially when it comes to food. They're always wanting to share their food with you and feed you. So large portions oh, from oh, the food yeah. truck. Definitely <laughs> large portions. But he grew up with, I mean, everyone in his family cooks. So he learned from each of them, different recipes. Each of them specializes in a certain dish. And so, I mean, he just grew up with the love of food.
1: That's awesome. I wish that I was a better cook than I am. I'm more of a reheater (laughs) (laughs) than a cook. But I envy people who can cook and not get frazzled over, you know, timing of everything. And, you know, I think when we go out to restaurants, like, gosh, how do people, how do they do that back there? But then food trucks, even more so because you're on the spot and you see the line of people waiting, right? And you see the other people waiting to the side for their food. And so I I give them a lot of credit to be able to handle all of that. It makes me anxious.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when he first started, it was definitely a learning process, but then you just get into a flow, and now he just got it down, so he, yeah, he can get it through it out really fast, which is good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could see, it's like anything else, I'm sure, you get used to it, but you have to be, have to be good at it first, it doesn't sound like something you can kind of train yourself into, so. That's, that's awesome that he has, you know, he grew up that way. And now we can share that with others. So you had mentioned vineyards and other locations that you guys frequent when, in March, when COVID hit and things shut down, were food trucks something that were able to continue because it wasn't indoor seating, obviously, or were you guys kind of slowed down with all of that as well?
0: It, it definitely slowed down. I mean, we do a lot of events at UVA, so immediately everything was canceled.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We do the farmer's markets that they have there. We park at different locations just to feed the students sometimes. So all of that was canceled for us, as well as the Sprint Pavilion. We used to do Fridays after five and concerts there. So, I mean, it was a huge impact to us. So we just kind of had to figure it out and adjust and we've been finding slowly, we, we found slowly places to park. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. How does that work? Are you able to park anywhere you want or there's permits or how does how does that work? Yeah. So you do have to have a permit.
0: You cannot park anywhere on a street where there's also a restaurant. Oh. So like downtown, you have to be very careful where you park, but you can park in a two hour spot just as long as the restaurant oh. is not on the same side of the street. But mostly where we've been parking, if we're just out in town, is at the Pantops location near CVS. That's the corner of Long Street and High Street, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then we've been parking at different office buildings and also different neighborhoods were reaching out to us and having us come to feed their residents.
1: Yeah, I heard about, that's how I heard about you guys was through Paul McCarter, a realtor at Avenue, said that he has having you all out to Avenity and people were loving it. And so he kind of just kept on doing it with various food trucks. You go there several
0: times? I think it's just once a month right now. Yeah. (laughs) Once a month. Because I think it's popular with all the other trucks too, because we do pretty well. So yeah, it was great when Paul reached out to us to have us come out there.
1: Was that new well, was that new to the to you as a food truck owner to be going to specific neighborhoods or like after COVID hit, that kind of became a thing, or were you always doing that?
0: So the only kind of neighborhoods we've been to is just for student housing at UVA. Okay. So yes, it was something new to us, something we never tried before it, and it's worked out great.
1: That's you know, I always try to find the silver linings <laughs> in in everything that has happened over the past six months, and you know I tell people that I work with like we look things are different and things are difficult, but if we look hard enough, we might something great might come out of this, you know something new, a new way to do things or you know, it really does force us to think outside the box a little bit. And although the circumstances for why are unfortunate, sometimes the outcomes are kind of neat. I know Paul mentioned enjoying having you guys out there and felt like it helped build a sense of community. I think the uh, Vinity neighborhood already has a strong sense of community, but was helpful to them during that time as well to strengthen that or just keep that together when so many people were just at home, not really doing anything and going out. So I thought that was kind of, that was pretty neat, something I wouldn't have thought of doing myself. And so I'm glad that Paul thought of it. And I'm glad that you guys were able to do it because it sounds like it's been really great for many reasons. How do people know where you are? You mentioned you go to Pantops or down at UVA. Do you guys have like a regular schedule or is there somewhere that you post where you're going to be next so people can, you know, get their car and go find you or how does that work? Yeah. So usually
0: at the beginning of the week, I'll post Fernando's schedule. I try to do it like Sunday night for the for okay. the upcoming week. And that is usually on our Facebook. It's Little Manila for the Facebook and then Instagram is Little minimalist. Evil. Okay. So Facebook and Instagram is is where you can find our schedule right now, or you can always okay. call us or text us, email us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is the, the menu, does the menu change often, or do you guys have a pretty set? Yeah. Menu. We have a
0: pretty set menu right now. He tries to do specials every now and then, but people just love the core items that we
1: have right now. So there's. Really yeah, what, what are some favorites? I'm getting hungry. <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> um, so the pork belly that he makes is marinated overnight, and then he grills it. And you can get that as a taco with a mango salsa, which is my favorite. I always eat that when I go to the truck and visit him. Or you can get it uh, with rice or with our noodles, our pancit, which is rice noodles and vegetables. And then I each know. each combo comes with our lumpia the handmade egg rolls. Everything is made from scratch with fresh ingredients. So it's it's a, a lot of work that goes into our food. It's yeah. a, a labor of love for Fernando. <laughs> yeah,
1: that sounds good. I haven't had a chance to to eat from Little Manila yet. I have to ask Paul the next time you guys will be out there so I can scoot over, or, or maybe I'll just look on Facebook and see when you'll be in Pantops or something. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to think this week. He, next week, he's at injic on Wednesday, which is the National Ground Intelligence Center. He's there every Wednesday for lunch. Oh, Thursdays, nice. he's down at Studio Ix. He parks in front of Jaybird Coffee. Friday, I believe he's going to be at Pantops for dinner. So 5 to 7.30 at Pantops on Fridays. And that's usually pretty normal for him unless we're scheduled at a neighborhood or, or somewhere else.
1: Okay, yeah. that's good to know. I'll have to add that to my calendar and make sure I happen to be driving by at that time and pull over.
0: Yeah, and there's, <laughs> you there's other food trucks that park there too, so you can get a little bit of every everything. There's Angelique's oh. that parks there, Tacos Gomez, and then Poppin' Time has popcorn and lemonade. So get a little bit of everything.
1: <laughs> I like that you have this like food truck family. Oh, yeah. It's not like some fierce competition no. like you see on Food Network or whatever that show is when they're trying to kick each other off the street. No, we're, we're there
0: to support each other in every way that we can. We love our food truck family.
1: <laughs> there does seem to be of the trucks I'm like thinking of, they're all very, have like a unique, they're very unique. You know, you don't see a lot of like food. Ten different pizza trucks or ten different taco trucks. So that that's kind of that's kind of cool that there's all different ethnicities represented and different kind of foods to choose from. Yeah, yeah.
0: L- last night we actually did the autumn nights market at IX Art Park and mm-hmm. eat boss bossan. I think is how she pronounces it. <laughs> One yeah. of our friends just opened a new food truck and she does ramen and chicken. So we were there with her. She's got her Japanese food. And then we were there with Mexican tacos. Ignacio, who does those handmade tortillas, which I can't get enough of. I have to eat it every time yeah. <laughs> I go there. So we were there with, with them. And Poppin' Time, again, he was selling his popcorn and lemonade. So, uh, I mean, it was just a great variety last night for dinner as well at the Autumn Nights Market, which happens every Thursday from 4 to 7 Okay, at the Ickes Park. Yeah. I'll have to check that yeah. out, too. There, see, I'm learning so much. I
1: don't get out enough. I just drive my kids around to their activities.
0: And it's nice because <laughs> it's all outside. So you just pull up, park, grab your food, go home, you know, or you can eat it there outside, you know, if it's a nice night.
1: Right. It is. A, it. I mean, it is sort of a good setup for the time that we're in right now mm-hmm. that it is outdoors. You can you know, walk up and like you said, get it and go or get it and sit outside somewhere. What, which leads me to think when the, where it's getting cooler out or not quite cool enough, I wish it would cool down a little bit more, but what does, what happens over the winter? Are there other opportunities for you guys or you kind of just lay low and wait for the weather to warm up?
0: No, I mean, we'll still come out if people, if people want us. I mean, if Paul continues to keep inviting us to the neighborhood, we'll definitely come out. We do we do the National Ground Intelligence Center throughout the year. Okay. So we're at Injik every Wednesday for lunch and we'll still be at Pantops. So I mean our service is so fast, you really won't be outside that long.
1: Okay. Good to know.
0: Good to know. <laughs> so, you, I mean, and, and you can go back and sit in your car and you know, yeah. <laughs> come back and grab the food in a couple of minutes later. But yeah, I mean we, we still are open. Okay. And maybe not as much, but I mean with COVID during the wintertime, normally, there aren't any festivals. So it does sure. slow down a little bit for us. But I mean, we'll still be out there, different office buildings, you know. Still at wherever your we get invited. Spots,
1: yeah. We get invited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how do you, if somebody's listening, and they're thinking, you know, they want to have you guys out to their apartment building, or, you know, workplace of work, is your Facebook the best Way to get in touch with you guys to set that up, or that, what's that process look like?
0: Yeah, so you can send us a message um, through Facebook or Instagram, or you can call us. Our my phone number is four three four two eight four zero six zero six. You can call or text me, and then I'll, I'll most likely just email you from our, our little Manila, Seville. At gmail.com, because that's just easier for me to keep track of everything. Okay. But yeah, any kind of communication, I'll, I'll respond to you right away and we can set something up or discuss different options.
1: Great, Jesse. Well, thanks for making me so hungry at 9 a.m. on a Friday. i <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, Jesse, thanks a lot for joining us today on Charlottesville Connected. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm
0: so happy to be here and talking with you this morning.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And I'm going to get in touch with Paul and see when I can come out. He raves about the food. So
0: yeah, Paul has been a long time customer.
1: <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jesse, thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to Charlottesville Connected, sponsored by Avenue Realty. To listen to more episodes from those in our community, visit AvenueRealtyGroup.com. We hope to connect with you again real soon.